Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, or should I say, hashtag what up drama army. That's a hashtag Bruce Ratherbland and Jason, the one who made the homophobic, fatphobic video about Liam, use every single time they talk about us on social media. Yes, they are talking about the drama army non-stop, can't stop, won't stop, don't stop till you get enough. And they have been talking about us so much that we're now trending. The number one trending topic this week in Australia was us. And well-deserved, might I add, we are so relevant and so we should be because we are undefeated when it comes to drama and sniffing out misogynistic assholes. So at least we are finally getting the recognition we deserve. And recognition is even sweeter when it comes from your haters. Trust me, I know. Coming up today on this crappy podcast, the couple made in reality TV hell, I mean heaven, actually no, I mean hell, has gone public with their romance. More gossip on Below Deck Down Under, including the identities of some of the cast members finally revealed. One Big Brother contestant has a secret boyfriend they've been hiding the entire time during filming, which will raise quite a few eyebrows given her recent antics in the Big Brother house. And the reality TV pyramid scheme expands yet again as Big Brother's Tilly has a surprising connection to a former Bachelor star. Find out who. Even more details have emerged about Abby Chatfield's mysterious relationship with MTV presenter Danny Clayton. I've got a juicy voicemail that you are all going to die when you hear. D-I-E. More explosive details about how and why Renee Barrett was booted as our bachelorette at the 11th hour, or should I say 12th hour, and some insider intel about the bachelorette casting process which is currently underway. Plus, I have a confession to make today. It is about something I said on the podcast last week and I made a very big mistake. I am going to rectify that later in the show. Yes, even God makes mistakes, guys. I mean, just take one look at Bryce. So I hope you guys can cut me a little bit of slack. It's been a busy few weeks. Plus, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about the never-ending antics of Bryce Ruthven. If this man could please, pretty please, with sugar on top, get a freaking job because you are taking up a lot of my time with your unemployment. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start with our celebrity sightings this week. You guys have been such busy little FBI agents as usual. Spotted Casey Osborne from last season of Married at First Sight, moving on from Michael Goonan with another Married at First Sight misogynist, Jason Engler. The pair have been spotted flirting on Instagram for a number of weeks, 
with a series of cringy comments and shared some snaps together this weekend in which it is very clear that they are more than just friends. In one snap in particular, Casey sits on Jason's lap and he's got his hand on her thigh. Now, I'm also told by a very good source that she has already met his family. They've also been leaving love heart emojis and the like all over each other's pages like a goddamn STI. Casey also posted a bunch of flowers with a card reading, Can We Slow Dance? to her private Facebook page this week when she arrived home from her little getaway with Jason. And then she wrote as the caption, it's the little things with a bunch of love heart emojis next to it. I honestly didn't think we could find someone worse than Michael Goonan, but here we are. And Casey definitely has a type. Oh my God, oh my God. Spotted Bryce and Melissa without their wedding rings. One astute So Dramatic Spy spotted this and wrote in saying, hey, just putting it out there, but have you noticed that neither Bryce or Melissa are wearing their wedding rings lately? But all the other couples, i.e. Carrie and Johnny, Patrick and Belinda, have all kept their rings on. Even in recent pictures of Melissa and Bryce, they never wear them, question mark. What does this mean? Could Melissa be finally plotting her escape from Bryce? Is she one step closer to freedom? We can only hope. Oh my God, oh my God. Spotted Amanda Mikolaf on another podcast slamming her former wife, Tash Hers, and her bridesmaids. Let me play a little snippet of the lovely comments Amanda made. I get to the aisle. I'm waiting 45 minutes to turn around. I see the bridesmaids, my heart sinks because I think, okay, they're both dressed in these red, shiny dresses. They look like a pack of escorts. They have horrible attitudes after the fact. So once we got into the wedding, they were terrible. Tweedledee and Tweedledum, let's just say that. That's what they got coined as on Twitter. Um, Covered in tats, just not my thing. And I thought, right, what's the bride going to look like? So I turn around. And I, my instinct, my initial instinct, and whilst I look relieved to see her because I'd been fucking waiting there for so long, my heart sank and I thought she's going to, one of two things is going to happen. She's going to cheat on me or she's going to be trouble. Surely enough, she was trouble. Wow. Just horrible. And that is coming from a woman who sells MLM pyramid schemes, claims to be about women's empowerment, and starts her own GoFundMe page to fund her extravagant lifestyle. Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Numenati. How could we forget? How could we ever forget Amanda's Versace lifestyle? I mean, in all fairness to Amanda, this isn't even bad for her standards, let's be honest. She has said much worse about me before. If I ever need a strongly worded email, I know who I'll be going to. R.I.P. me. Oh my God, oh my God. Let's talk about everyone's newest favourite obsession, Below Deck Australia. So filming for Below Deck Australia is well underway and the boat is currently docked at Hamilton Island and they had their first group of guests complete their stay last week. And now we've got the second group of guests on board the luxurious boat. And lucky for me and for you, I have been flooded with tea about this new season. One onlooker who is in Hamilton Island, where the boat is currently docked at the moment, told So Dramatic... 
All of the yachties here have said to us, yes, we know about the show. The boat is the biggest one on the marina by far. It is huge. There is a security guard and an AD or someone from production always waiting at the end of the dock to stop the public going down, even though it's got a security gate there as well. Now, last episode, I did dish some details about the guests who were on the first charter. They were a bunch of young Australian and Americans who were all very good looking. I have shared some photos of them on Instagram for you guys to take a look. That is at so dramatic podcast underscore. Now I've got some intel about who the chef of the boat is going to be. According to my sources, the boat chef is Leon Walker. Now, Leon is a little bit of an interesting character. So he was the chef that was fired during season three of Below Deck back in 2015 after he started a fire in the gallery. He ended up blaming Kate Chastain for the incident, but Captain Lee ultimately sent him home. So it looks like he's back for redemption. A source told So Dramatic, Hey, my friends are in Hamilton Island and they spotted Chef Leon from season three of Below Deck. Looks like he's there for filming for the new season. My friends saw the yacht and said it's huge. I can't wait to get there tomorrow to see if I can spot any other familiar faces. I will report back. Another source has told me that one of the staff members is Aisha. She has apparently been spotted on board the boat docked in Hamilton Island. Now, she was on Below Deck Med, season four, and she was in a relationship with a guy named Jack. However, their fairy tale romance did not have a happy ending, so I think she will be going on the boat a single woman. Now, the captain. I have been told that the captain is going to be a fresh face, reportedly someone new to the franchise. Another person who was in Airlie Beach wrote in and said that the receptionist at her hotel, which I read a little bit of tea out about that last week. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. They sent me more intel this week and said that the receptionist spoke to the captain of the boat. And this is what she said. She didn't say that he was French. She did say he had an Asian wife and their kids spoke seven different languages or something along those lines. And then they added... And one of the guys who lives at the terraces works on the docks and they actually approached him to work on the boat and he said no. And the receptionist told him he should have as it's a new experience, but they ended up taking two backpackers instead. So there may be a couple of backpackers on the boat, which will make for great entertainment. I cannot wait for this season to drop. It is going to be so explosive. Oh my God. Oh my God. This week on Big Brother, Christina Potigliano saw herself involved in a love triangle with Brenton Balicki when he entered the Big Brother house. However, while she was quick to strike up a romance with the new intruder, the new hot intruder, I should add, a friend of Christina's claims that she actually has a secret boyfriend waiting for her on the outside during filming. Yes, another secret boyfriend scandal. The friend dished to So Dramatic, Christina has been dating a guy named Trent Hughes for three years. She's pretending that she's single in the house while she has this boyfriend on the outside the entire time. The producers pushed her to have a date with a guy in the Big Brother house because they desperately needed a romance for ratings. So I'm assuming that there's a hot boy coming in, but she's legit dating Trent the whole time. So just a little disclaimer, I was meant to spill this tea sooner, obviously, but confession, as I've mentioned, I am not watching the show, so I do not know what's going on or the timings of things playing out on screens. I'm a little bit out of it, so I do apologize that it's late. Now, this source added that not only did Christina have a boyfriend during filming, but Christina is actually still dating this boyfriend now. They added... They are evidently commenting on each other's stuff still now and his mum shared photos of them together as recently as April and she captioned it with love hearts. 
As we know, guys, social media is a language and we're all fluent in it by now. Love hearts mean one thing. Trent also has photos from holidays he took with Christina in 2019 and 2020 on his Instagram page. I will share these photos of Christina and her secret boyfriend's Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore. And you guys can take a look and let me know what you think. But seriously, does anyone on this show not have a secret partner on the outside? This is becoming ridiculous now. It is literally like a prerequisite to hide your partner in order to go on reality TV. Now, just a little bit to add to this. When I approached a contestant on The Current Big Brother and asked them about this scandal with Christina's secret boyfriend, they confirmed that it was true and said that they also knew about it. They said, Trent comments on all of her photos and I feel bad for the boys because I think Mitch really liked her and I think Brenton did too. Christina didn't tell anyone in the house about her boyfriend back home. She only told us that she was seeing someone right before the show. But when she got out of the house, she confessed to the cast members and told everyone. She was quite open about it. Now, not only has Christina reunited with her boyfriend, Trent, confirming that she's no longer with Brenton, who she's currently in a romance with on the show, I'm told, but Brenton is making no secret of the fact that he's also not with Christina anymore, and he is very single and ready to mingle. One woman contacted So Dramatic this week saying that Brenton actually asked her out on a date in March. They said, Christina and Brenton definitely don't work out. Brenton asked me on a date back in March this year via Instagram. He just started following me on Insta and then started chatting to me and he asked me to meet him a week later. Now this woman backed up her claims with receipts, which we love here at So Dramatic. She sent me some texts from Brenton on March 5, where he was asking her out on a date in Rose Bay. She ended up declining the offer because she said she, CBF, could not be fucked. (laughs) Then she said that Brenton unfollowed her and she added, so he's either single or not loyal to Christina. Oh my God. Oh my God. This week I have another addition to make to our incest web. Another recruit. Drum roll, please. Pause for dramatic effect. Big Brothers Tilly Whitfield. And her connection is Bachelorette star Jackson Garlic. A source tells So Dramatic that the pair have hooked up a few times in the past. However, it was a while ago, long before Big Brother and even before The Bachelorette. But still, do reality stars only like fellow or future reality stars? (laughs) Asking for a friend. Oh my God. Oh my God. Guys, I have an update on the Abby Chatfield and Danny Clayton update I provided last week. I thought that update was going to put the whole thing to bed and we could move on and never talk about it again. Turns out I was wrong. But turns out what I've been saying all along about Danny not wanting to lock things up with Abby was absolutely 100% true. A source tells So Dramatic, I've just seen Danny Clayton at the Poof Doof in Sydney and he confirmed that he did sleep with Abby. Please don't tell anyone I told you. I'm really drunk. This was sent to me at 1.06am. And yes... I'm going to tell someone, I'm telling everyone on this podcast, (laughs) soz. But wait, it gets even juicier. A second person wrote in and said, I haven't listened to today's episode just yet, but I saw a post regarding Abby and Danny's Rello. Have just messaged my friend because she used to date Danny and I wasn't allowed to say anything but eek. Then she sent me a voice memo explaining the situation. We love a voice memo here at So Dramatic and to be honest... It's been a while since I got one. I think the last time I actually got one was probably from Amanda Mikolaf, actually. Speak of the devil. So without further ado, let me play it for you now, hot off the press. 
So I've just spoken on the phone to my friend who went on a date with Danny Clayton in March in Melbourne. And the reason why I couldn't talk about this earlier was because we had a big falling out. But regardless, we digress. We have spoken to her. And I just saw in the group that you mentioned Abby and Danny's relationship. And I have a little bit of gloss on that. I'm not sure about the timeline. I need to listen to the podcast. I need to work out what you've said. And then I have some gloss. So I just called my friend. And basically what she said is that she met up with him, went for a date with him in March. He'd been, like, chasing her for months before that. Like, they were speaking on Instagram for, like, six months. So Danny finally came to Melbourne, went on a date with my friend, and he was talking about Abby and said that they'd only slept together once and they were just friends and he was rejecting her a lot. Like, and I quote, putting in strict boundaries with her and they were really drunk one night and she was like, well, everyone thinks we fucked, so, like, why don't we just fuck? And then apparently they did. And then my friend says, and I'm reading what I've written as notes right now, don't even get to fuck me, so why don't you just do it? Oh, that's what Abby said. Like, not everyone gets to fuck me, so why don't you just do it? And they had sex. And then she moved to Bondi, and they're still really good friends, but apparently they just had sex once, according to my friend, who went on a date with him. Sips. What an A-plus so dramatic student right there. Sending in voice memos, sending in the receipts. Bellissimo, chef's kiss. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As we all know, last week, the 2021 Bachelorette was announced to be Brooke Blurton. And whilst Brooke is hot property and a very eligible bachelorette, producers are reportedly having trouble finding eligible suitors for Brooke. Last week, I did reveal that producers had been cold calling physio officers, asking if they had any single physios keen to apply. Now another Channel 10 insider tells So Dramatic, they don't usually announce the bachelorette until much later on in the year, usually late June, the week they start filming. However, they were having trouble finding people to sign up this year, so they decided to announce Brooke earlier in the hopes that more people would apply if they knew that it was Brooke. They did the same thing with Angie Kent, and the contestants knew prior to filming that it was going to be Angie they were seeing on the red carpet. Now, Warner Brothers were also advertising crazily for applicants to apply for this season. They did say that casting was closing on Sunday night, but then they extended it for another week. So it all checks out. A second source who knows a producer has expressed some concerns to So Dramatic that non-binary people may not be cast on the show. They said, hey, I have been told they are looking for stock standard bisexuals, to be honest, which sucks. I don't think they're ready for someone non-binary just yet. My friend said that they started Zooms this week and the applicants have progressed really fast. So far, anyone I know who has made the cut past Zooms are only bi-femme girls. It's going to be so shit, not a diverse cast whatsoever. It's such a shame they're not ready to go all the way. Having a pan batch is considered groundbreaking for them. Eye roll emoji. Look, let's hope that they do cast diverse contestants and provide representation to everyone. Fingers crossed. Oh my God. Oh my God. During last week's episode, I also revealed that Renee Barrett had been in the final stages of casting and was being seriously considered as the main contender for the role. However, she got the boot at the 11th hour when Brooke became single again. Now, this story is actually much worse than I first reported. I must add that last week was a little bit of a rush because 
I had to record a day earlier on Wednesday before The Bachelorette was announced and I only found out that night at like six o'clock or something. So it was so rushed. I had to scramble and call all of my contacts literally whilst I was in the studio. So I didn't really get time to ask around too much. So I have done that this week and I've followed up with some more tea about the whole situation. One source close to Renee told me that Renee was not actually dumped at the 11th hour. She was dumped at the 12th hour. Actually, (laughs) she wasn't even dumped. She wasn't even told that she didn't have the role after producers pretty much confirmed that she had been cast for the show. Yup. Renee thought that she was still in the running on Wednesday night and only found out that she wasn't the new Bachelorette when the rest of Australia found out it was Brooke on Thursday morning. The source from Renee's camp tells So Dramatic... Renee was still going through the casting process with producers when Brooke was announced and she had not been told that it wasn't going to be her. In fact, she is still not being told and she has not heard a word from Warner Brothers casting even now, despite them telling her just a few days before they announced Brooke that she was still in the running and still their top contender. They told her that she was their top contender and they were really keen on her, but they were also considering two others who they were ultimately deciding between. Brooke and Paulini. They were very open about that to Renee, but they did not tell her that they had ended up going with Brooke and she had to find out when the rest of Australia did and they were leading her on until the literal last minute. This source then spilled even more tea on the casting process and added, Abby Chatfield and Brittany Weldon were being considered back in December, but producers only progressed with Paulini, Renee and Brooke in the new year. Then it was down to Brooke and Renee because Paulini needed an answer sooner so she could work out her schedule for the year and they couldn't give it to her. So she pulled out of the running and confirmed all of her musicals instead because it was a sure thing. Now, the sketchy part of all of this is that producers actually told Brooke that she had the role about one month ago. I think Brooke said in her interviews last week that she had three weeks notice that she had landed the role. So even though they knew that they had chosen Brooke, they never bothered to let poor Renee know and were still stringing her along even after they had chosen Brooke. Now, because Renee didn't have any heads up about the fact that she wasn't chosen, Renee assumed it was her. And she was so sure that it was her that she was even telling her inner circle the exciting news and making plans around this. Poor, poor, poor Renee. Those crack smoking producers are up to their dirty tricks yet again. Now, Renee had also cleaned up her social media accounts in preparation for being crowned Bachelorette. She changed a caption on one of her photos that she posted of her and Naranga, which called out Warner Brothers and Channel 10 for not having diversity on the show. It was something like laughing about how much diversity is on Bachelor, and then she changed it to just tagging Naranga. So she removed it completely. Now, it's definitely the same post because all of the comments are referring to the old caption and When you put it together, it just doesn't make any sense. I've actually got a screenshot of the old caption, so I will post that on Instagram for you guys to have a look for yourselves. Renee also removed a number of posts and deleted a number of captions, including one where she called Matt Wyatt a fuckboy and she changed it to a lesser insult and just wrote tool. So either she was trying to do that to impress Warner Brothers or they actually told her to change her captions before even considering her for the role. Now, just a little tidbit to add here. That is not the only unusual social media behavior from Renee. As well as liking a ton of her ex, Kieran's posts recently, she's also been liking and commenting on a number of Bryce Rutherford's posts. 
So let's just pray that she is not part of his bullying and trolling crew. Very unsure what their relationship is or what the connection is there, but let's just hope she stays away from that mess. Also interesting to note that, yes, Renee was liking photos that Kieran had posted and they are also following each other again. They used to have each other blocked. As we know, it all went down on this podcast. So watch this space to see what develops there, I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of Kieran, I have a little confession to make. Something I've never done on this podcast. I did something last week and I'm ashamed. I need to apologize to you all. I made a very big mistake. I will admit it. Guys, when I'm wrong about something, I will always correct it. I will always own up to it. Because whilst I am pretty accurate, my odds are pretty good. They're definitely above average in this industry, that's for sure. Sources are not always 100% accurate. Sometimes there's a little bit of Chinese whispers going on. Sometimes people get told the wrong thing. So yes, I got it wrong last week. And part of it was also due to the fact that the episode was very rushed. Very rushed because, as I mentioned before, Bachelorette and I had an event on my usual recording night. So I'm not making excuses, but I am making excuses. (laughs) I did not do my due diligence and triple check the info, but I apologize because I should have waited. I should have just waited another week until I had triple checked the info as I do usually, which I have done this week. So I hope that you guys can all forgive me. I'm here to rectify the mistake, right my wrongs repent my sins, etc., etc. In the church of So Dramatic, we allow for some sinning sometimes. (laughs) Just sometimes. The mistake was that I reported that our OG super spreader, Kieran Stott, was doing a new show overseas, that show being Love Island UK. Now, it's not completely false because Kieran is doing a new show overseas, but it's not Love Island UK. He was approached for that show, as well as X on the Beach, that is correct, So Love Island, he actually did not make the cut. X on the beach, he didn't have any X's to go on there with him. Can we blame them? No. Now the source who told me this isn't to blame either because the last time they had spoken to Kieran, he had only told them about Love Island. Then I got told that he was doing a new show and I put two and two together. But this week I had a few people writing in saying, no, honey, it is not Love Island. I do have the name of the show that it is and let's just all pray. For the sake of my reputation that this time I get it right. It is a bachelorette series in Europe. It is Swedish bachelorette to be exact. A source tells So Dramatic, hey, I don't know if you're aware, but Kieran's new show isn't Love Island UK. He was casting for that and X on the Beach, but in the end he went with Bachelorette Sweden and that's what he's in Greece filming now. God. (laughs) Bachelorette Sweden is such a weird flex. Like, Is that the only dating show left on this planet that would have our good guy turn bad boy Kieran? God help Sweden. The source added, The Bachelor and Bachelorette Sweden are being filmed on the same Greek island at the same time. So apparently it's just one big fuck fest. (laughs) Which is very on brand for our OG super spreader Kieran Stott. I'm sure he will fit right in there. They added, He doesn't speak the language, so it shall be interesting. It's not an English-speaking show, so I do not know how he will communicate with The Bachelorette. I wonder if fuckboy is an internationally recognised language. Do I have any Swedish listeners out there willing to sacrifice themselves as tribute and watch this mess unfold and report back for us? Please slide into my DMs if so. The source added, 
how desperate for clout is Kieran going on the Swedish Bachelorette? And he speaks not a word of Swedish and she hardly speaks any English. Their words, not mine. He's doing it in the hopes it will lead to another paradise stint. Kieran, you left Melbourne for the Greek islands. I think you've already found paradise, especially with this latest COVID outbreak. The source added that filming started on Thursday and the show will only be airing in Europe, but it will be available to stream in Australia. This is bad behaviour. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. I'm back. Better than ever. Now, another week, another one of Bryce's former radio colleagues spilling tea about him to So Dramatic. Yes, still spilling tea. The teapot is still full. When will it end? When will I need to refill the kettle with another maths misogynist? Hopefully sooner rather than later. (laughs) This man has honestly had more former colleagues dogging him than I've had hot dinners. Now, this week, one of them revealed that not only has Bryce launched a podcast, he's also in talks to go on the next I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I am not joking, guys. I am not making this up. I swear to effing God. They said a few weeks after Bryce returned from filming Married at First Sight, before the show even went to air, Bryce told everyone in the hit office that he was already in talks with the producers on I'm a Celeb. He said they were very interested in him and he was having serious talks and they were desperate to sign him. Please, God, no. (laughs) Make it stop. (laughs) I'm literally crying into my spicy margarita right now. No, I seriously think I would rather Pete Evans than Bryce rather bland. At least he knows his place on this planet is being a bullshitter. Now, since then, Bryce has continued bragging to everyone that he is currently going through the audition process for the show. And he has told people that they have confirmed him in the cast. Apparently, he had a Skype meeting with the executive producer a couple of weeks ago, and he's been bragging about it to anyone who will listen. But hey, what's new? It is Bryce. Now, on his podcast last week, I did not listen. I have not listened to a single audio second of that mess of a podcast, but I have someone in the group, Liv, shout out to Liv, who has been sacrificing herself week after week to recap us all on what lies are spread on that podcast so that we do not have to listen. Apparently, he did make mention that he was sniffing out other opportunities, but also needed to wait 12 months before he went on another show. Mind you, this was right after he said that he didn't go on Married at First Sight for fame. Bryce, 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 Bryce. Which one is it? Bryce has literally done the most media out of anyone. He's done nightclub appearances, countless Instagram lives, Interviews with every single media outlet, radio station, television program in the goddamn country. He then launched his own podcast to talk about himself. It is literally a full-blown media circus for a full-blown media clown. And again, last week, Bryce capitalized on his newfound fame yet again. But guys, don't forget, he went on the show for love. How dare you say he didn't? No, honey, Bryce, hun. You went on the show for two things. To tell your wife she's not hot enough to hit on in a bar and then to fall in love with her. Shakespeare is in his grave, literally weeping at this love story. Now this week, Bryce's pursuit for fame took another nasty turn. 
He organized an exclusive online meet and greet event for 20 lucky fans who, might I add, had to buy tickets to this private Instagram live with himself. Despite him already doing about 50,000 million Instagram lives since the show ended. Talk about having tickets on himself. (laughs) Let me read out the description for the ticketed event. Your chance to have an intimate chit chat. Yes, it says that. With your favorite, as if there was another one, Bryce Rutherford. Meet Bryce and join him in an exclusive online meet and greet limited to 20 people only. You'll get to chat with him and ask him all your best questions during an intimate group Q&A. A souvenir video recording of the full experience will also be available. Wow. (laughs) That will be one for the pool room. I honestly wish I had the confidence Bryce's management had about Bryce when they wrote this event description. They then listed the package options. Package option one, meet Bryce, brackets online. Ask a question during the Q&A, brackets, one question. Video recording of the full experience, brackets, not something I would really want to remember. In fact, probably something that I would want to erase from my memory completely. Then they listed that at the ripe old price of $29.99, bargain. Package option two, meet Bryce, brackets, online. Ask a question during the Q&A, brackets, one question. And for those two things that you could get for free every day on Bryce's Instagram page, that will set you back a whopping $24.99. Don't forget, Thursday night is the night that I do the exclusive Q&A, the Zoom type session thing with Off Backstage. You can buy tickets by swapping up, but going to be talking about us, nothing off limits. That includes this cutie, plus others on the show. There'll be always got heaps of questions about. going to spill all the goss, what you guys need and deserve to know. Um, it's all going to come on the session. Thumbs up to joining us. Yeah, swipe up. LOL, I guess. <laughs> I have no words, honestly. I love that he's like, to talk about us. Like you haven't talked about yourself enough already. We get it. You like to talk about yourself. We don't need to hear it. Now, the event was for last Thursday night. And a source tells So Dramatic that he did fail to sell out the 20-person event. L-O-L. So considering Bryce has, what, 68,000 adoring fans, it is pretty hard to believe that he cannot even sell 20 goddamn tickets. Good thing he has plenty of tickets on himself. Now, it seems like what I said a few weeks ago about Bryce wanting to become the next Kim Kardashian of Australia really wasn't fake news at all. He told friends that he was loving the negative attention and it was only giving him more attention, which in turn will help him to further his career after the show. And he didn't just tell friends this. In fact, he gloated about it on his podcast, according to my source, Bryce. If you're going to gloat about that, please make sure your podcast is rated above 1.5 stars. Just a tip, I will give that to you free of charge as well. Bryce then called this podcast fake news at the time, despite Woman's Day dropping the actual text of Bryce saying the Kim Kardashian comment, which he then claimed were falsified. But Bryce then did an interview on the Today Show and slipped up yet again. Gossip pages want to just do that and gossip about our relationship, but hey... Uh, it's kind of nice at the same time too because all they're doing is building our profile for when we finish the show. So thanks, guys. 
Okay. Is that, okay. Why, is that why you're in this? Yeah, that, it's that's, all for that's, publicity. That's a problem that with that little that we're going to become some sort of influencers. Well, Bryce is suggesting it is a career path moving forward. Oh, it was that, it was that, that was a dead set joke, guys. Yeah, yeah. He sure is having trouble keeping up with his own lies, and he confirmed this himself. But wait, there's more. Just last week, one week after launching his crappy podcast with Melissa, he admitted again that he used the show to further his career. He told the Daily Telegraph this... Obviously, when you go on a show like Married at First Sight, you are not oblivious to the fact that you are going to get a profile of some kind, says Rutherford, who quit his job in regional radio prior to his Married at First Sight turn. I rest my case. Bryce also continued talking about his career, which I believe at the moment is him ordering Uber Eats next to a pool in Darwin. Oh, Brycey boy, what's up next? If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? And if a podcast is released by me that doesn't mention you, does it even exist? Now, this week, Bryce also blamed me for the bad ratings on his podcast and the lack of listeners. Him and Jason mentioned the drama army multiple times on their social media this week. As mentioned in my intro, we are so relevant, guys. We are doing God's work over here. I did not tell anyone to leave bad ratings on Bryce's podcast. I didn't even tell them not to listen. I said, please listen and report back to me so I don't have to listen. And Bryce, just for the record, you do not need me to help you to get bad ratings. You do a great job of that on your own. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. Grab the Dyson handheld vacuum cleaner this time. Not just the bucket, not just the mop. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. Even a 4.5 star, anything below that, do not bother. But please, there are still people leaving me one star reviews that are totally, totally, totally uncalled for. So please help me to drown them out. Also, I forgot to mention this recently and no one has been doing it. Please share the podcast on Instagram whilst you're listening to it. That is how you get the word of So Dramatic to all the other So Dramatic disciples out there. Guys, if you want tea poured in your cup multiple times a day, we're very generous over here. Follow me on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast underscore Twitter at So Dramatic Pod. And of course, join the Facebook group. That is a necessity. The infamous cult of 10,000 people. That is at So Dramatic Podcast community with a T-E-A on the end. Don't forget to join the Patreon for bonus So Dramatic content. My next Patreon episode is dropping on June 1, so make sure you're a member in there so you can listen to that. I've left a link in the show notes. And for everything else, head to SoDramaticMedia.com. And Drama Army, please keep sending in your tips and receipts. You're all doing God's work yet again and keeping the kettle boiling, which keeps the wheels turning on this show and keeps the lights on. Thank you. And just a little PSA as well. I was meant to be doing a live show in Melbourne today, but due to COVID, it has been cancelled. So please do not rock up at Melbourne Central hoping to see me because I am in Sydney, safe and sound, staying away from any COVID clusters. Guys, I will be back in your ears on Tuesday morning with a super hot, so exclusive interview that you have all been waiting so long, so patiently to hear. It is with Telv Williams from Married at First Sight. I've got part three, yes, part three of my chat with him, which got cut short last time due to him having to go to work. And the last four months, we just basically haven't been able to find a time to finish it. So 
now that all the maths mess is over, we have done it. I'm going to put that up on Tuesday so you guys do not have to wait any longer. I have deprived you guys enough already. So that will be dropping on Tuesday. Do not miss that. Goodbye. Good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.